hidden shadows of the government halls lies the truth. A truth waiting for a voice. The KCUR Digital Radio Network proudly presents to you that voice. And now, broadcasting to you at the speed of light. From her mobile command unit, somewhere on the celestial highway. The host of hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. Wanna take a ride? Take a ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hyperspace on KCOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Hope everybody's enjoying their Fantopia Friday with UFO Classified with Erica Lukes and Restricted Airspace with Tina Marie. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show on your phone calling in at 605-475-1680. You can sign into the chat room at kcorradio.com and participate with the show in chat, or you can call in with a question on Skype at kcorradio.com, or excuse me, kcorradio, or call in and ask a question at 702-425-9230, and you can text your questions or comments at hashtag kcorradio.com. On Twitter. My new book, One Million Miles to Midnight, is available on Amazon.com and GlennonT.com. And we're well, we're in the process of rearranging that because we have some issues with Amazon right now. But go ahead and access it through Amazon if you choose. And pick up your copy today. They make good stocking stuffers. And a shout out to Dark Matter Digital Network. You can catch the replay of Hyperspace on Sundays at their network. And you can also catch the archives for free here at KCUR Digital Radio Network in the archives section. If you'd like to support the station at KCUR, just click the donate button and show your support for the station and hosts. And you can also donate to a show of your choosing here at KCUR, which you can specify. And we certainly so thank you for supporting this wonderful, incredible network. Don't forget you can catch the replay for Hyperspace on Paranormal UK Radio Network in each Friday night from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And I just want to say a special hello to everybody in the chat room in there, Aaron and Mr. Rowe and Jerry and all the wonderful people in there and everybody listening. So just a special shout out to everybody there. I have an incredibly lovely guest tonight, and she's been on the show before. My special guest this evening is Barbara DeLong, an internationally renowned spiritual intuit, medium, channel, author, artist, lecturer, and ordained minister. Barbara DeLong has been working professionally in the spiritual field since the early 70s, in addition to being a full-time special education teacher and a single parent. In the 80s, she began painting personal mandalas for friends, and since that time, her paintings and the life readings that go with them are now worldwide, with over 400 of them in private collections. And these individual paintings evolved into a circular oracle deck called the or- Cosmic or- Cosmic Deck of Initiation. It's a beautiful deck. I have a copy, and it's Incredible. It's an incredible deck. Her website, Barbara DeLong, Spiritual Empath, is a teaching site combining personal information and a plethora of spiritual material and energetic forecasts for each week of the year. In October of 2009, she launched her own radio show called Nightlight, which features spiritual philosophy and teaching. It's, it's a really awesome show with questions and answers and free psychic readings and all sorts of really wonderful things. You can tune into her show on Nightlight. It is on Revolution Radio each Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Studio B. And uh, she has an incredible bio, but I'm going to shorten it up just a little bit here, and we'll, <laughs> and we'll discuss it. We have two hours to talk about everything, and her website is www.barbaradelong.com, and please welcome Barbara to the show this evening. Good evening, Barbara. Good evening. Yes, it's embarrassing. It really is. Oh, I mean, no. Yeah, I'm proud of your. You have a beautiful bio. It's incredible, but ever, I think everybody kind of knows who you are. You've been on the show enough, but uh, yeah, no, I think you're, you're fantastic. So how are you doing? Doing well, doing you know, really actually very excited about coming into a new year and and starting new projects and you know just sort of getting getting used to tying up all of my loose ends and then seeing where I'm going to take stuff from here because the new year is going to be you know it's a new year so you have to start a new project or two or three or five or twenty so uh, right. on top of keeping up with everything else so that's that's my intent. 
Very good. Well, it's new beginnings, new energy, as I like to say. And, you know, coming from your level of, of psychic ability and energies, what do you, what have you experienced this past year? And, and what do you think we have to look forward to in 2018? Russian roulette, isn't it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this last year has probably been one of the most unusual years that I've ever, you know, witnessed, lived through, and and really tried to, uh, in some way, give people a warning as to what's coming. And we certainly have had what I would consider an amazing awakening that has taken place. And and among other things, along with that, has come horrific. Um, uh, geological um, and and cosmic, um, all sorts of weird stuff happening with our weather, and and it, it's it's going to continue. I wish I could say, you know, well, we've been through the worst of it, and it's going to get better. And that's not the case, from what I can tell. From what I can tell, we have another probably four and a half to five years to go where where there's going to be this this sense of this energy of turmoil and tribulation and i don't mean that like you know oh my gosh the you know the tribulation is coming because that's not the case but what's happening is with the download and the opening of awareness within everybody no matter where they are spiritually this energy is is hitting them unawares and it, it is causing amazing things to happen globally, politically, and personally to every person. Um, you see, you see, um, you see situations coming to light that, that we didn't know about. You find people have been lying. You find people have been cheating. They have been um, working beneath the surface um, globally and politically and on a personal level, that same thing is happening to the individuals. Where facades have been, they are they are crumbling. Where people have been living lies, um, the truth is coming out and people are having to be, be responsible for their actions and the actions that they have done over the past are coming up to smack them in the face. Those people who are of a spiritual nature and element um, are experiencing the same thing because where there was, you know, a good spiritual awareness, there is now a deeper spiritual awareness taking you from the earth plane into a more cosmic philosophy. If you were in the cosmic philosophy to begin with, then it's taking you even further interdimensionally so that everybody is being moved for, it's kind of like um, go directly to go, do not pass, you know, and go directly wherever and do not pass, go and do not collect $200. Just just move fast because you have to keep up with the evolution that's happening. And a lot of people are are stumbling and, and falling and, and, and feeling out of space out of sync with their reality and it's going to continue there is an amazing shift that is taking place and and at the end of that time frame you're going to see um, most probably a different form of government in a lot of places you're going to see countries that are no more and you're going to see countries that have split up and and I'm talking 5 years here and we're going to see you know massive change and and hopefully that massive change takes us into a kinder, gentler world. Mm-hmm. I certainly but, hope so as well. Yeah. You know, but but in that time frame, there is going to be um, a lot of upheaval 
and mm-hmm. and you know I I would say conflict. I don't think world war, but I think a lot of conflict. I agree. Yeah, it's a stormy ride. There's no doubt about it. We, you know, before we went live, we were talking about hibernation because I felt like hibernating, you know, this past few months. And, and you were saying how that sounds appropriate. And so far, some of the spiritual people here who feel like they need to go within instead of uh, being out there amidst the chaos. Well, uh, yes. And the thing is, people of a of a spiritual nature have have, and and I'm not talking, you know, your your psychic fair psychics i'm talking people who are truly on a spiritual journey and it's not that they're not on a spiritual journey um and and i'm trying not to be judgmental it's just that there is a spiritual shift and change here and you have to go beyond the just psychic into a more spiritual flavor of energy and and if you if 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 people are content to be just a psychic then just a psychic is fine but People are looking for spiritual guidance, and and for that you have to seek somebody out who is clearly and obviously on a spiritual pathway themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know it's it's sort of like if you're going to pick a dentist, you go to one that has a good has good credentials and has a lot of good references. If you're going to pick a, a, a house of worship, you go and you find one that that fits you perfectly. And and the same thing is if you want, I'm finding people coming to me more for spiritual guidance than a psychic reading, which I right. appreciate. I, yep, I me too. you know, I much prefer that. It's okay. You know, am I on a spiritual pathway? What are the things I can do to enhance the growth and open myself up to channel greater material that I've been carrying, you know, with me throughout time? You know, that's the kind of people that I have that are coming to me, which I find are are fascinating. People are saying, you know, um, help me to understand the, the subtleties and the symbols that my higher consciousness is sending me. How do I identify them? How do I apply them to my life? How can I take responsibility for my pathway? Very good. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of people are getting a lot of imagery insofar as symbolism goes. And, you know, more and more people, I have to ask you about this, you know, more and more people are getting the communication. Now, you know where I've been with covert technology, so I'm kind of jaded. But I will say there are a lot of people that are quote-unquote claiming that they're hearing their guides talking to them. What is, your, <laughs> what is your take on this? Do you think that that's an entity? Do you think it's an imposter? Or do you think it's something coming up with a connected to their, their multidimensional design? I, I think it's their higher consciousness. I think it's their link with the infinite. Um, so many people um, say they have a spirit guide, but the reality is we carry a fully evolved spirit within us, and that's our spirit guide. Mm-hmm. But lots of times people don't trust or have faith in hearing something that comes from within and acting on it. It's so much more appropriate if St. Michael or Saint or Ariel or, you know, some, some major, you know, Melchizedek or Jesus or whoever, um, or, or, um, who was it? The, the Jay-Z Knight Ramtha, um, you know, they, 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 the higher consciousness, knowing that the consciousness will not accept it from in, from internal, create a holographic image and say it's something else in there and they give the information through that entity that they themselves have created. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So I agree. So that so that 
you know, in in one way or another, our higher consciousness gives us information. If people are com- comfortable and and have faith in 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 the security of the spirit that they carry within, then then it comes directly as a symbol or a hint of some sort within their everyday life. If, on the other hand, they they really don't trust that, but they're perfectly happy with having Saint Saint Michael or or Archangel Michael um, speak with them. Then, then that's who they believe the information is coming from. Mm-hmm. Because we can tap into, you know, frankly, Archangel Michael probably has a lot of other things that he has to do. So most probably he's not, you know, hanging around somebody's kitchen whispering in their ear. Mm-hmm. But, but the consciousness, the spiritual level of consciousness of Archangel Michael is out there and available for all of us. Mm-hmm. Right. So if... So if that's where you want to get your information from, if you tune into it, you can draw that information through you. But but it's it's probably better to trust to your own higher consciousness because that's who has the roadmap for this and every other lifetime. Mm-hmm. So well said. Yeah, it's a stream of energy. You know, it's interesting. I do notice that more and more a lot of people like to delegate to a guide or some other divine being. Like it gives them more credibility when they're either doing a reading or a healing. And, and quite honestly, as you had said before, it really is about us our ascended master within being fully activated, if you ask me. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting and such a nice, nice conversation. You know, you're, you're so enlightened. It's wonderful to have this information shared tonight with everybody listening. And so thank you. That's, that's good information right there. There's no doubt about it. Are you writing any more books? I know I probably asked you before. Because <laughs> you really need to. I, I'm looking forward to you writing again and doing something. <laughs> um, I, you know, I... Um... I fully intend to, and and every time I think I'm ready to get started on it, something else comes up. Um, I have that a, a section on my website that's called "101 and More Questions Most Commonly Asked by uh, of a Psychic," and um, actually there are two or three hundred questions I've got, and my intent was to to answer them and publish them as a book. Nice, yeah. Which I which I thought would be really cool, um, but then. I, I recently have, have become um, interested and fascinated with YouTube, and I basically I became interested in it because, you know, people seem to be very, the cards seem to become, have become very popular. Um, you know, they've only been out there for 20-some years, but, but suddenly people are discovering them and, and using them and, and, and finding that they give them, you know, really good advice, so... My thought was, um, I would like to do some YouTubes, you know, in in the instruction of how to use the cards and and how to interpret them, and then and then on top of that, I also do gem casting, and I thought that would be fun if I could have a camera to show people how to do gem casting as well, and you can use the gemstones in in much the same way that the archaeolo- the um, the astrological. Um, throw of the cards are you can put the gemstones on the cards and you can get even further information on what's going on so um i i i do have a youtube channel and i do have a lot of interviews on it some of them actually have video and and some don't but um my my new thing is to learn to use um and broadcast on youtube live so that so that I can do demonstrations so people can actually see as I lay the cards out and explain, you know, what the different areas are and, and, and how to use the cards for your own personal development. Mm-hmm. So, That's wonderful. Yeah, I like that idea. 
And and so then I thought, okay, so my my thought was to just, you know, put up a two-hour video. And then somebody said, no, 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 you don't do that. You you do a shorter video because people's attention spans aren't very long. So, <laughs> Well, it's kind of true, isn't it? People don't even read anymore, but they do like the visuals. They do. They do. And that's and why the Mandela's are so powerful, too. The work that you have, those work. I love that deck. I told you I use that all the time. I love it. It's yeah. it's really a cool deck. I mean, I have to I have to admit that, and and I say that in all humility because they came through me; they're not of me. So that um, you know, it was something that um, happened. It it, it was it, it was amazing. I I had done the personal Mandela's for a long time, a, a decade or two, and I had I did psychic fairs and I did. Uh, psychic art and I did it with um chalk and I remember you know coming home and saying to my mother this is the messiest thing in the world you know <laughs> I've got to find another way of of you know representing myself and putting things out there and and at the psychic fairs um you know we would get together afterwards and there were usually a lot of us you know 20 or 25 psychics at a fair and I kept, after two glasses of wine, I, I got very mouthy and started to criticize the standard tarot. And at the time, we had the Aquarian deck and we had the um, Rider weight deck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I said to them that I felt that the cards could frighten people, that they, were, they could get a negative connotation from this, especially if the death card fell and it was upside down. And, you know, it was like, oh, my God, you know, don't even go on. I don't want to know. And... And I and I have to be, you know, I have to say, you know, before I go any further, that a very talented spiritual reader can give you a ta- a, a, a beautiful spiritual reading from any deck, but but you don't always find that person at a psychic fair. So and and a lot of them they finally did what they called a psychic intervention, and because I said I could create a deck that wouldn't scare people. <laughs> And and they they gathered around me and they said, you know, you can no longer have two glasses of wine after a fair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you funny. if you really believe you can create a deck that that can't possibly be read negatively, then do it or shut up. Mm-hmm. So nine months later, I put a deck in front of them that was a, a mock-up of pictures of the cards and a mock-up of the of how they would be used and everything. And I said, there you go. And I said, I'll give you half an hour. Make them say something negative. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't. They gave me a bottle. They gave me a, an open bottle of wine and said, go to it. You know, you did it. <laughs> and, and you know, so I, I was very content. I didn't feel that the deck had to go any further. Um, I had proved my point. And um, a friend of mine had a restaurant, and she called me and said, you know, can you bring your deck down? I want you to show it to somebody. And I said, only if I get a free meal. And she said, sure. And I showed it to the woman, and she asked if she could borrow it. And she happened to be one of the representatives for U.S. Games, which at the time was the biggest producer of tarot in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stuart Kaplan, you know, bought the deck. and. Nice. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was. I didn't expect it to get published, mm-hmm. and um, so, and I, th- I found it very interesting that it was nine months. Yeah. So, so um, we 
It got published and it's taken me on a ride for the last 30 or so years. You know, it's been it, wonderful. It, it's yeah. timeless. You know, the thing about that deck is that it looks like it was out just yesterday or today. It, there's no um, benchmark or timeline to it. It's very nice, infinite, you know, comes to mind. I like that aspect. And it is on Amazon. That's where I purchased mine. But you you sell them on your website. I can't remember if you do that or not. No, I don't. Okay. So, yeah, I know I got mine on, on Amazon. So it's pretty easy. Just in case anybody's interested in purchasing a copy. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're all over. Um, even though they're not published any longer, um, they're very available out there on the internet. So all you have to do is go to Amazon or just Google the Cosmic Deck of Initiation. A number of people have gotten them um, from Great Britain for, I think, five or six dollars, and they're they're wow. still shrink they're still shrink wrapped. They're they're worth more than that. There's no doubt about it. And that's interesting that you say they're not in production because it's like. I don't know where all these copies are coming from, but they're out there. Well, so you great. know, I don't either. And the the funny thing is, I, I said to Kaplan when I gave him the deck, I said, you know, this is a, a sleeper. It's before its time. And then mm-hmm. after 20 years, he stopped publishing it, and it suddenly became very popular. Yeah. And I got the copyright back. And yes. and so then now it's, he, he offered to print them for me. The only problem was it, it would... I would have to pay six dollars a deck, and he'd I'd, ha- I'd have to order three thousand, and there's no way. Oh no, <laughs> no, no way! I like the fact that people have to search for them. It, it means that the people that really want them are the ones that are finding them. Yep, exactly. That's it's like the keys of Enoch. They say the people that have that book are supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. So um, same thing. And we we're gonna hit the break here in a couple of minutes. But Dwight, hi Dwight, and chat. Dwight Lilly has a question here. Does the guest have any visions of what is in store for 2018 in America? I don't know if he was there when you when I asked you that or not, but go ahead. Uh, and well, I, I do I do believe the government is going to have to change. It's going to have to be reorganized. I do feel a lot of people in power now are not going to be um, in eighteen. I think Trump is is um, will be where he is going. I think he will go out. I will he will live out and he will serve his first term, possibly his second term. And and that that there is a real shifting around of how things are organized because you know absolute power corrupts absolutely and that's what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. So so there is going to be a reorganization of the government on on a rather massive scale, and I do feel that somewhere in in the United States the uh, National Guard is going to have to be called in a number of times in 2018. Very interesting. And what about earth changes? Do you see anything uh, insofar as that goes? Absolutely. We've got more earthquakes. We've got more hurricanes. Um, and, and we also have, you know, we've had water and fire, you know, hit us hard this year. I think that, that air and, and earth are going to hit us um, next year. So that, so that we're going to find that climate is going to be not our friend. We're in for droughts and we're in for uh, floods. Um, yeah, makes a lot and, of sense right there. And earthquakes. And I, I'm still saying the new Madras line is going to erupt again. I remember you saying that before, too. Yeah, highly possible. <laughs> yeah, we're going to head for a break, everybody. You're listening to Hyperspace here at KSR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue, and my lovely guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. We'll be right back. I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but sometimes I do before breaks. You just never know. But I think we'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> You're listening to Hyperspace, hosted by your mistress of the night, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone. Share the truth and be part of the movement by calling the KCOR hotline number 
at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Give us a call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More with Solaris Blue Raven on the KCOR Digital Radio Network after this, after this, after this, after this, after this, after this. Santa's coming to town! Santa! Oh my god! Santa here? I know him. Hi, it's Jeremy Scott from Into the Paranormal on Saturday nights. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Merry Christmas from the KCOR Digital Radio Network. That's good. Good. Turn your radio up. I love it. All the music I want to hear. This is my station. Here's what happened on the last episode of Three Guys No Ties. British Columbia, uh, Canada. Some very fine, uh, very fine product coming out of there. I wouldn't have been up there, eh? Hey. I have actually. I thought it was the East awesome. Coasters that say A. Hey. But the funniest- yeah, no, actually, yeah, it's mostly it's mostly the the central and, and east coast say. That is the funniest accent I ever heard, though. The Chinese guy was from Canada. Every since <laughs> ended in A. I swear to God, he was. Are you doing A? Everything ended in A. I just thought it was funny. I'm not being racist here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Three guys, no ties. Wednesday nights, seven to nine Pacific, on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. One million miles till midnight. A story of timelines, artificial worlds, simulated races, and the galactic imprint. And the destiny of a blue world called Earth. One million miles till midnight. Written by Solaris Blue Raven. Is a journey through the mind's eye, which allows the reader to surf a wave of technological and multidimensional intellect. Revealing a bridge between conscious design and the truth. A multidimensional bleed-through awakens the world of artificial intelligence to set sail into the frontiers of a vast multiverse, morphing planets and terraforming ascended worlds beyond the linear programs of a fated race. One million miles till midnight will awaken, inspire, Prepare and enlighten one to the many multidimensional states of consciousness and worlds we reside in. With every cell and atom, we are this truth and multiverse. One Million Miles Till Midnight. Written by Solaris Blue Raven. Available now at Amazon.com and Glenanty.com. Don't wait. Get your copy today. Patrick Phillips here, sending warm wishes to you and your family. May your heart and home be filled with all the joys of the season. Happy Holidays from Pop Culture Tonight. Hi, this is Bo Sinclair from Angels of Liberty. I listen to Solaris Blue Ravens Hyperspace, exclusively on KCOR Digital Radio Network. Hyperspace. Hyperspace, beaming to you the truth at the speed of light. To be on with Solaris, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230.
Worldwide callers, use Skype name KCUR Radio. Magnify the experience by sharing your thoughts worldwide on Twitter using hashtag KCOR. Or converse with other whistleblowers and truth seekers in the live chat at KCORradio.com. Well, that's your choice. And now, the voice of hyperspace, your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Welcome back, everybody, to Hyperspace here at KCOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I am your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My lovely guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. And, and before we hit the break there, Barbara, we were talking a little bit about um, some of the potentials concerning earthquakes and, and some of the... Um, some of the other conditions that might even affect the, the, the fault lines. So that's something that you're really focused on, or you just get the impression that something's going to happen? Um, no, no, no. That's something I'm really focused on. And, and what's mm-hmm. happening is um, they're, they're, um, <clears throat> the, the new Madrid line, for some reason, really pulls me. And uh, they, the Mississippi was, uh, they've done a lot of fracking in the area, so that the fracking has called caused um, the fault lines to shift around and in there were, were articles a while back about the Mississippi actually going down because it was draining into some of the fault lines um, the I mean it's it's I, I I have I have to admit I have predicted it was going to go off for the last three or four years and you know the year I don't predict it's going off is the year it's going to go off. So I'm just going to keep going. But right. there are there are there are four major fault lines that go across the U.S. and the San Andreas is not the biggest. Um, so there's one in in between California and where the New Madrid line New Madras line is. That's kind of right in the middle between that. And then there's one um, that goes up the Hudson River, which, of course, among other things, has a nuclear reactor on it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so what's, what's going to happen is there's so much shifting and everything going on, especially with all the earthquakes. If you take a look at all the earthquakes that we're having around the country, and especially in Oklahoma, it's profound. Yeah. So... So you have all that going on, and if you are familiar at all with the Billy Meyer material, and I think you are, yep. um, he he his predictions are about as dire as they come. Um, I, I I and and after he gives you all of these predictions that that make you wonder why you're even here, um, he does say that, and he also does a lot of spiritual stuff as well. So and he basically says that if if the spirit of if the spirituality within the country um, you know, takes over then then these prophecies, they're, they're the prophecies of Henek. Mm-hmm. The, the prophecies, um, you know, won't you know? It, it will shift the focus, and and will be saved. But he says there'll be eight hundred and eighty-eight days of total chaos in his predictions. And if we don't change our ways, he 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 basically says that uh, the United States will be wiped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his material is, has been spot on, quite honestly. I think he's very good. His, oh. his philosophical energies and, and the things that he's come up with is, you know, I, a lot of people like to dispute him, but I'll tell you what, that data to me seems very solid. Oh, my gosh. Mark and I, um, at one point, uh, I, I said, well, you know, what about his predictions? How How good are they? And so we both dug into them and we spent, I think we did two shows on it because there were so many of them. He was mm-hmm 
dead on about, oh my gosh, dead on about cell phones, dead on, dead on about all sorts of the internet. He was, I mean, he was so accurate about so many things that, you know, Mark and I would get really excited and I would say, what one are you on? And he would say, no, did you see this? And it's really been amazing. It really yes. has. But a lot of times, very much like they do with Nostradamus' stuff, you know, you know, things are only you know, amazing if, if you can, you know, what is it? Hindsight is, is 2020. Um, but I know a lot of people were trying to find um, something that went, went as far as the election and Billy Myers stuff. And they, they found a couple of lines that might be, but it, it really didn't feel like there was a tremendous amount of, of, of linkage to politicians in this country and stuff like that so and it's the same with Nostradamus a lot of his stuff you know you have to stretch really far maybe not where he did mention um he mentioned some names in some of his prophecies that were you know dead on you just you know you had to say okay I can't argue that one um and but Billy Meyer's material basically I think it, it isn't a day-to-day stuff. It's it's more more of a of an emotional, spiritual philosophy as to what is going to happen with the people if their awareness doesn't change. I so agree. Yeah, and you see it from day to day without judgment. You know, just as a neutral observer here, as I observe this world, you know, people are just not connecting in with their spiritual design work or the, or the multiverse, in my opinion. I think they're kind of disoriented and disjointed. So that's what we were talking about earlier, you know, about hibernation and kind of breaking away and just kind of getting out of the way through this chaos, just getting out of the way. And I, I think that, yeah, the Billy Meyer material is incredible and people should pay more attention to some of his contact reports. There's no doubt about it. You also, um, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about Yellowstone. I've mentioned this uh, often on the show that they are predicting that Yellowstone might go sooner than later. And that's another thing. I don't know if you've locked in on that or not, but that to me sounds like it could be a possibility. Well, that's a super volcano. And if that goes, then, you know, we, we are going to be so focused on trying to keep our country together that, that nothing that goes on of a global nature is going to matter to us at all. Right. And yeah. I do think if, 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 um, if that volcano goes off, that we become a third world country almost immediately. Right. You know, I agree with you on that one. You know, what's interesting as well, you know, in addition to the natural catastrophes that happen, we have the directed energy weapons and the covert technologies that are very secret that are literally part of uh, an escalation as far as how this can, can get out of control, right? Now, I look at some of these, even these hurricanes, you know, we touched on this before, I think, but but literally the, the massive hurricanes we've had recently, it seemed like they were almost steered and directed with some so, some some supernatural force possibly or directed energy weapon. And, you know, when I look at Yellowstone, I think to myself, all that takes is a little bit of a push, you know? Mm-hmm. And oh, gosh, uh, with yeah. a with a tactical warfare program, and we're we're done, or any other area across the globe. Well, I I do know that with Harp that we caused we caused that that tidal wave in Haiti. I'm um, mm-hmm. you know so sure of that that you know I I'm sorry that's just a no brainer, um, and I do believe that we have started to play with weather and and things like that. What I don't understand is why they have to weaponize things that they discover that can help us, you know, in, in, in drought and things like that. I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. They have all of this amazing technology that they refuse to share with us. Right. Yeah. It's that same bleed through effect. You know, I touched on this also that the two worlds that are existing simultaneously, we have the black science department, then we have the regular mainstream illusion of science, which Mm -hmm. is nothing. 
literally. So I, I think there's a bleed through happening, you know, from UFOs to experiencers to everything. It's actually bleeding through to a point where I think they're not going to be able to hide it anymore. And especially with people like with me, we have been through the covert technologies. You, you can't hide this stuff once it's out. So it's going to have to be addressed in some form or another with um, ethics and a lot of other things that are happening. But I do look at that because to me, it's Atlantis rising, as you well know, or you probably uh-huh. have seen it, you know, the misuse of, of, of uh, technology and also psychic ability and the supernatural, and the weaponization of supernatural. Well, that's that's what really bothers me. Uh, the the spiritual aspect in all of us. I mean, we all have the ability to be intuitive. We all have the ability to be um, telepathic. We all have we all have we we can do so many things if we have the proper um, core core value system and and if we. Yeah, you know, I don't want to sound too soapy, but you know, love is love is what it takes, and compassion, and empathy, and caring for other people, and not looking to gain power or wealth from other people, but to just share energy and to make life better for all of us. I mean, the 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 ability to to even with a garden, if you talk to the plants, they'll grow for you. I mean, it's 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 easy. It's it's just that simple. And yet, people kind of you know scoff at it. But they've done they've done all sorts of uh, amazing experiments with with working with plants and, and encouraging them to grow or yelling at them. And and it, I mean, I got to tell you, my my yard is built on a gravel pit. And and I put a garden in there, and the very first year it looked like it had been there for generations. And I would talk to the plants, I would talk to the little people, and they grow. And nobody believes that. I mean, literally, I had to take a pickaxe to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, you brought magic to the land. You know, it's like King Arthur. You bring magic to the land, and you and you respect the um, the elements, the elementals, and all the different the fae, the fairy. You know, I, I know that I had a really nice uh, garden diva in my old place, and uh, people would comment. You know, I had roses that were just phenomenal looking. But it's all about spirit and energy and how you treat the land and bless it. And also, I agree. I agree with that 100. And if you look and see what's going on, not only in America but across the world, I don't think people are doing that very much. You know, I, I think that they forgot about the sacredness of the world and so far as the interactive energies that are here and and their and their connection with the infinite i mean and i and i don't use the the word god on purpose because i i really feel that there is a a source of evolution a source of creation um but i don't believe that it it wanted to be worshiped because because it created it in, in each of us is a piece of that that oneness and so that in in essence, it it sent out parts of itself to seed the universe with love, mm-hmm. and and y- you know when when you take a look at at people today and so many people you know I they're, they're, we have third world countries we have people in this country starving and and we have rich people that just don't know what to do with their money so that they do awful things because they can mm-hmm. and and there's there's a sense here of you know people understanding that they are a part of creation that means they are creators and even if you don't have any money you can create and in that creation process you radiate out an energy that brings things to you mm-hmm. correct yeah the I'm, universe is rich as they say 
there's yeah. no there's no limit on the checkbook out there. You know, we all have access. That's what the whole idea was to redirect everything in the flow of energy to a construct, which is really about man's version of of control and manipulation through whatever, whether it's credit mm-hmm. cards, money. You know the you know the drill. But yeah, and it's unfortunate people have lost that 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 level of consciousness where they can manifest at will their own reality. And I think that what's happened is that their reality is becoming diverted into the false matrix because of their intent, which is mm-hmm. really getting sucked away by that. So that's just my take. That's my observation. But I'd like to see more and more people taking their power back, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, you know, if you are responsible for your reality, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is not, nobody's imposing anything on you and nobody's taking anything away from you. It's how you perceive and it's how you function. And and so I can't tell you the number of people who are professional in the field who talk to me and say, I don't understand it. I'm not earning a lot of money and I do this to earn money. And it's like, if you're doing this work to earn money, you're not doing it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Because if, if what you're looking for, I mean, they're charging outrageous amounts of money. And I mean, I, 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 I won't deny that I do readings for money, but I also do readings for free. And and I don't rely on the, the money that I make in this field at all. It's 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 I I have other money that I rely on. I I can't imagine somebody going into this field to to make lots of money because that's not the purpose of it. You're supposed to be wanting to help people and be compassionate and, and, and help people understand situations and help them find the ways out of situations they've gotten into and help them find that, that magic that they carry within so that they can perceive their reality and, and, and put the magic into their life. And if you have magic in your life then you are no longer in a black and white world. You're in a technicolor world and it's magic. Mm-hmm. Very, and, very true. And, you know, it, it's it's sort of like the, this field is, is a ministry. It's mm-hmm. not meant to be something that you get rich at. I don't know anybody who's ever gotten rich off of it. I, I think that you can make a decent, I don't even know, because honestly, whenever I did the um, that kind of work, I was always working a real job, you know, like surveying or something, Yeah, <laughs> you know, something to pay my real bills. And then I, whatever I did was, you know, that was there, it's available, but it's, you know, it's not something, it's like a, an author, you know, unless you really make it with these big companies, you're not going to really make a lot of money to live off of, in my opinion. So, well, yeah. No, I think authors write for themselves and then mm-hmm. they share it. And if they get money, that's great. But mm-hmm. but it it's in the creation of the work, and, and and you know honestly, I think your books are just fabulous. And I have to I have to say again, I steal your material all the time. <laughs> Thank you, your sweetheart. I appreciate that. No, no, I, I'm honored. I, I'm actually honored that you say that. I think it's it's wonderful because I think the world of you. So thank you. <laughs> oh no, I, I, you, you know how to say it, and you say it beautifully. And and your your last book was really cool because you you were teaching without anybody realizing you were teaching, which I thought it was was fabulous. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you never know how it's going to be digested when you put it out there, but it is guided by spirit, so just have to let it roll. Oh yeah. Say. And, and, you know, I, um, well, I have whispers of spiritual wisdom, wisdom out there, which is a, a bunch of my poetry. And I never intended to, to, I never intended to do anything with that. Patrick, uh, my late husband said, oh, you got to publish this. And I said, you're out of your mind. And, 
I said, you can't just put poetry out there. I mean, even my family wouldn't buy it. And mm-hmm. so, so I said, okay, let me put blurbs in here anyhow. And the cover of the book is a, a photograph we took from the bathroom window upstairs at dawn one morning. So, um, you know, it, it, it was just, you know, I, I, I did it laughingly because he wouldn't let up on it and uh, got it printed. But, you know, it, it's... I still have many books in me. I just haven't gotten any of them written quite yet. Mm-hmm. You do. You have so much to give and so much information. You know, I, you're like an elder spirit. I, I love that about you because you really, you're one of the beings that are important here on this world. This world is so bizarre sometimes. You need people like you, beings like you who are very expanded to remind everybody of their divinity, first of all. And then also just just to kind of switch gears and go into that multidimensional realm. You know, I know we're going to, well, we, we have plenty of time here, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about Patrick. I know that you have some incredible work that you did with him about um, connected to sacred sites and, and the megalithic structures. Uh-huh. I was wondering if you could kind of give everybody a recap. I don't think we really touched on that before on the show. Um, we might have a long time ago, but I was wondering if you can give everybody an insight as far as how you got involved in that. Well, and, uh, he was in California and I was in Connecticut. And he called one day and he said, hey, you know, I have this video about chambers in New England. Do you know anything about them? <clears throat> and I watched the video and I said, I not only know about them, I live in the middle of them. Yeah, they're all over the place. And when he did come out here, we started to go see the chambers. And they're of corbelled construction, and they are absolutely ancient, and nobody knows who made them, and they are scattered. When I say they're scattered all over the countryside, they are. Some of them are on the sides of roads, some of them are deep in the forest, and they're all connected basically by these amazing stone walls that that there are over, I think, 250,000 in 1832 or 34 or 39, 1839, I think. The uh, government did an archaeological study of the stone walls in New England, and that did not um, include Connecticut, and they had, there were 250,000 miles of them. That's enough to go to the moon and back. And, um, there's no way that the colonials could have done them. And in, um, I forget, somebody wrote the, the, the governor of the Commonwealth of Connecticut asking about the chambers and the, the chambers and, you know, who created them. The, the Native Americans who were indigenous did not create them. They don't know who created these chambers or the stone walls for that matter. Yeah, it's fascinating. And. Yeah. So we did a documentary called Secrets of the Stones um, about about them and about their history. And we must have been in over a hundred of the chambers. And we never arrived anywhere on time because every time we you know went out, we found a stone wall or we found a stone chamber. And um, it, it's it's to this day no one knows who created them. And in talking to people like Rick Osman, who wrote a great book called Graves of the Golden Bear. And if you want to know about the the true history of the North American continent, you should read it. I've read it twice, and it's mm. just phenomenal. Awesome. Um, but but it 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 kind of it it's sort of like our history in this country has not been told to us. We're teaching our children lies, and mm. it it upsets me greatly. And one of the things with the secrets of the stones was. Nobody knew who created them, and there are no artifacts that have been buried near them so that they can be dated, except there are some charcoal pits that go back 5,000 years, especially mm-hmm. in the sto- in uh, America's Stonehenge in um, 
I think it's New Hampshire, but I'm not sure. But but it's it's um, they're so ancient, it's unbelievable. And and you know they they take these 200 year old houses that colonials lived in, and they make great parks out of them. And these chambers just stand by. Not nobody pays attention to them. Mm-hmm. And there 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 used to be 800 of them here in the Northeast. There are now 200. Wow. So they're being destroyed. Like, like, well, the Smithsonian has been destroying stuff forever. Mm-hmm. So, right. And you say that you never, there were never any skeletons or anything found around them or anything like that. No bones. I'm a medium. There's no spirit energy in them at all. And yet, okay. if you go into, the, uh, and into any of them, you have the same feeling you have when you're in a crop circle. Um, mm. There's a sense of, of, of peace and quiet that that is inside of them. I, I've never seen any bugs or anything in any of them. There's silence and there's peace. And mm-hmm. they're all out of granite, most of them. The lentils are tons, are huge. They're they're just huge. They're unbelievable. And they're they're um they're constructed without any sort of um cement or anything inside of them. So that, you know, they're they're just they're freestanding just about and they've been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. A lot of them are north, uh, are east-west oriented. A lot of them um, have magnetic anomalies in their entranceways, but nobody's been allowed to dig to find out what they are. Oh, so made- how come they can't dig? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, they have been prevented from digging. A lot of mm-hmm. them are on private property, and people don't want you digging up there their okay. property. Uh, some of them are on, on, you know, the land right near highways. And so the government won't allow it though. The government will allow you to destroy them if you're going to wide the road. Um, yeah. and, um, they, they, you know, there's nothing you can carbon date. They are granite mostly. And, uh, a lot of the granite has, has quartz in it. And I sometimes have wondered, pondered, I mean, they're, they're also connected by a lot of the stone walls, which, of course, have been destroyed over time, a lot mm-hmm. of them. But because of the quartz in them, I've often thought that they might, might have been used for communication of some sort. Right. Certainly sounds like a resonance chamber. You know, what's interesting. I'd love to use ground penetrating radar over there. And also, I was going to wonder if the, uh, if the cell phones would work in those tunnels. No, they don't. They don't. Oh, I bet I'd feel great in there then. Mm-hmm. My little head would get a break from all the transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 really there. There's one a, one that is very easy to get to. That's right along the side of the road, uh-huh. and you know they stand above ground. Though in some places, because trees have you know died and and soil has you know piled up around them, sometimes there are even trees growing out of the tops of them. But the roots do not come through the ceiling; they go around them because they mm-hmm. can't get through. They are that tightly sealed wow and um it it's it it is amazing because um you feel safe you feel protected there's nothing scary about being in them they're not huge but um they're not cavernous at all Mm -hmm. uh i would say maybe maybe six feet tall maybe six feet tall maybe um eight to ten feet wide and deep you know they're they're not huge, but but when you're in them, you feel safe and protected. Um, but there's no there's no doorway, there's no rock that covers it. There's no windows. There's no opening in the ceiling, so you can't have a fire in them. 
I uh, they they said they were storage places for food, but in order to to preserve food, you have to have cross ventilation, and there isn't any. Um, they were not birthing chambers. They were not places you could keep animals because there's no way to hold them in. And um, the colonials had had enough trouble trying to um, feed themselves and plant and you know crops and things. It couldn't possibly have been able to build them. And the Phoenicians three thousand years ago were the only ones that used that kind of construction. All right. What about a canal for water? Anything related nope. to water? Nothing. Not. Nope. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Wow. That's incredible information right there, everybody. We're going to head for a break here. You listen to KCOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I am your host, Solaris Blue, and this is Hyperspace. My lovely guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Stand by. All right. In three, two, one. You've been listening to Hyperspace. 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 Hosted by Solaris Blue Raven, where the truth is being to you at the speed of light. Live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. For more information on the host of Hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven, please visit her website at nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Once thought a theoretical dimensional anomaly, now a tangible cosmic waveform to the true, true. Hyperspace. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news. Space here at KCR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I am your host, Solaris Blue. My wonderful guest tonight is Barbara DeLong, and we were just having such an incredible conversation on the break there. Um, I know that before we hit the break, we were discussing um, the secrets of the stones and, and some of the things going on over there with um, the anomalies, the magnetic anomalies. I want to ask you, the documentary you have, is that still available? Um, it's on YouTube. It's on my okay, YouTube great. channel. And um, what's the name of the YouTube channel? Um, Barbara DeLong. That's easy enough. Okay, everybody. So access the Barbara DeLong YouTube channel and, and check that out. And and also, of course, your your website's so nice. I was just looking through it. It's so much data in there. So if anybody's really interested in contacting you, all they have to do is access your BarbaraDeLong.com and they can get in there and just look around. Yeah, it's if it's it's every every so many years it gets redesigned and it's about to go into another redesign. Oh, is it? It looks great. So much yeah. data. I love it. Well, I hope you're oh. going to keep what data you have here. 
Oh yeah, no, it's all gonna. It's still gonna be there. It's just gonna be rearranged. It it needs another. It needs a facelift. You know, every ten years you have to perk yourself up just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, just a little. Well, that's great. I like that. And I also know that you've been doing a lot of work on the um, a lot of research on the on the giants, of course. And that's a big topic uh, for everybody. Yeah, no, the giants. I I am just so. Um, that's an area that fascinates me. That and the fact that. Not only were there giants in this land, but but there was also um, a huge, um, what do I call them? There was a nation of little people that were two to three feet high. Mm-hmm. And um, they found the burial grounds of a couple of them. One had 3,000 burials in it and the other had about 10. Mm. So that there was, it was a huge community. Um, they thought at first they were children, but then when they, when they did further examination, they found that they were, um, mature adults between 40 and 70 years old. And, um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where time frame they come in, but they, they were, you know, I think what, what bothers me greatly is that this was not this, this North America, was not not um, void of of civilizations. There were many civilizations here, and they were profoundly extensive, and they go back ten thousand years. So this was not you know fresh territory that hadn't been touched. This was a territory that that was. I mean the 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 copper mines in Minnesota and Michigan have been mined for nine thousand years. Mm-hmm. That wow. that. That copper has been found in in Italy and in Rome and all over the world, and it's a it's a pure it's it's one it's a pure form that has silver in it, so that so that you know you you can kind of identify where copper comes from because of the other ingredients that are kind of in with it, and the copper from Michigan and, and Minnesota those mines is uh, the purest form that they've found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, really interesting, right there. So, so knowing that there was trade, obviously, and 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 up and down the Mississippi and the Wabash River, um, there there are are forts that that obviously were like toll gates. So that there has been trade um, from all over the world, and and this 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 continent. I mean, the the Iroquois had a huge empire. Um, the the uh, whoever built Monk's Mound, that that particular culture was huge as well. There were cities, there were empires here. I mean, for heaven's sakes, the Chinese were here. I you know, it's it's Chinese or Japanese, Chinese, I think. But but you know, it, it's our history has been so destroyed. That that and the antiquity that is in this 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 continent is equally as old as the Egyptian stuff and the Roman stuff and mm-hmm. and why our history books don't celebrate the antiquity that is here why they hide it right yeah is, it's all about control usually yeah I mean it's it's frightening Powell this this guy that was in charge of the Smithsonian was under a directive to destroy any material or artifact that suggested there was ever anybody here before Columbus and he did a great job mm-hmm. but but that practice continues when the giant bones were found they were and and um what's his name um Kincaid's cave in in the Grand Canyon 
Right. When when his when the material was taken out of the caves that he found in in the Grand Canyon and shipped to the Smithsonian, they were put on barges and sent out into the Atlantic and dumped. Yes. It's unbelievable. To the extent it, they go to obscure the truth. Oh, it's frightening. Yeah. And I, what are I, they so afraid of, Barbara? You have to ask, what is so what are they so afraid of? There's gotta be something there, you know. I mean, why why would they have a problem that, that this this continent was developed by by many different people? Um and, and in some cases um they weren't humanoid, but they were People, they were upright and stuff like that. The little people, I think, had a different, um, they, they determined that they weren't really homo sapiens, but they were humanoid. Mm-hmm. So what happened to the little people? What's the theory behind that one? Um, well, they, they found huge graves and, and it may well have been um, disease. It may have been that they were overrun and then, you know, killed. Um, but, but in, in, what is it, Hawaii, they still have the hobbits. They have the little people there. Uh-huh. Do they live in the inner earth or where's their location? Do they go no. underground? Or? No, oh. they're tribes on top of the ground. They're, they're definitely there. So, so that, so that, you know, this, this planet is amazing. And, and, and for some reason, when things don't fit, you know, a pattern that, that people have set out, that uh, apparently we destroy everything that doesn't go along with our concept of what our history is. And instead of, instead of celebrating our history and saying, isn't this cool? They say, nope, didn't exist. That is so weird. Out of sight, out of mind. But unfortunately there's an energetic signature. There is, but you know, you, you need proof. And, and, you know, part of the problem with our history, I think personally, um, is that that our educational system doesn't want to reprint the books? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't even so, know what they're printing now. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, if 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 I knew people that had young children, I would say homeschool them. It's the only way they're going to know the truth. I totally agree. Well, I think it's going to get to the point where they're going to have artificial intelligence interface. They're just going to get downloads like the Matrix, and it'll be a false program integrated into their brain. So. You know, the knowledge won't be correct. I mean, it's going to go from reading to interface with AI, in my opinion. I think that's going to be down the road, but I see that happening. I do. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. And I, you know, in a way, I'm, I'm as techie as the next person. But, but when I see kids with the, 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 um, the phones, you know, texting one another, first of all, they're not learning how to spell. And secondly, they're isolating themselves. And thirdly, they are depending upon um, the, the cell phone and they're, they have no, um, they're not being taught to think. Right. They're, they're being taught to say Siri. Duh, 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 duh. And, right. and, what happens if a, if one of those pulses hits the country and there is no electricity? These right. kids won't know how to think. They won't know how to analyze. They won't know how to figure things out for themselves. They are so 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 uh, initiated into depending upon an electronic thing they hold in their hand uh, that that they have no idea as to how to create something with those hands except you know, they have overdeveloped thumbs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so true. You know, I love technology too, but I have to tell you, there has to be a balance between spirit, consciousness, evolution, and the technology. And unfortunately, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's 
it's lopsided. There, there's no balance there at all. And I would say children really don't need an iPhone. Um, and teenagers, honestly, I, would, I don't think they should get one until they're adults, quite honestly. I agree with you. I think it's it's like a driver's license. You know, you you really, you know, the longer you can keep them, you know, not in a car, the better. (laughs) Well, it certainly seems that way. You know, it's uh, it's it will be an interesting future in the illusion of if we get through this storm. Let's put it that way. It would be interesting to see what this planet in the illusion of is going to be like, maybe a hundred, two hundred years from now, and if there's even mankind here as a signature. Who knows? Well, there have been up to five mass destruction occurrences on the planet that we know of now. And, you know, there's there's nothing that says that if this isn't working and humanity is destroyed and they go back and they start from a single cell yet again, it, you know, we could be just repeating a loop. Right. Or, hope, or we, we uh, you know, at, as, as you look at it now, you begin to wonder, I mean, what chance does humanity have? I mean, to go into other dimensions. Um, I have, I, it, it's really funny. I was talking to someone, uh, I think it was Wayne Steiger, um, that, that when, like the Anastasi, when a group of people or a group or, or a nation or whatever reaches a certain stage of spiritual evolution, as a combined unit, they open a portal and step into another dimension. Yep, I agree. Totally. And, and I think that, that that is something that is possible, but it's a matter of enough people getting together to have the, the power to open those portals. Right. Well, the hive, you know, the hive mind can be a powerful thing, but if it's if it's in the lower vibrations, as you know, they're not going to be able to have the higher frequencies to what we call phase shift or bilocate. So, yeah, I see that too, and I, and I see mankind is going into a, a kind of distortion, you know, a field of distortion. So it's up to um, the people like us, the beings who are resonating at the higher frequencies, to kind of shift that. But yeah, it'll be a challenge to see what they can do. I'm I'm a firm believer that we can go to the next level. We're already there in consciousness, but insofar as is bringing everybody up with us is another scenario and I see that I see the split you know I talk about um, everybody's talked about ascension but it's literally the split with a new earth star where you're you have two different worlds um, separating and one's more more um, you know it's, it's, it's incomplete and then there's one that's full light harmonic which is mm-hmm. complete, which means it's a higher vibratory rate, which means those who have ascended into their light bodies in their own physical bodies are able to, to resonate to the higher frequencies to ascend and face shift. I mean, I know it's technical, but really it's just about spirit and consciousness. But now we have a world that's diverting everybody's psyche to the technology. And once again, you're, you're dealing with the technological beast that's been created by man. It's a reflection of man's intellect, not a reflection of any god and any creator. So... It, it's it's really strange. Well, it it is. How, are you familiar with the Sophigio Solfigio mm-hmm. um, material? Mm-hmm. I I you know, and when I discover something, it's 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 probably I'm the last person to discover it before it goes <laughs> antique. But but um, I had uh, Ted Ted Winslow on my show, and and I've been working with his um, his frequency stuff, and I'm it's fascinating because. Uh, I, I've done meditation for, it's embarrassing how long, a long time. And and I have meditation tapes all over the place. But but when I got into the Solfigio material where it, it's, you know, the, the different hertz that it is it is calibrated to, it, it is such a change. And, you know, it's meditation isn't just relaxation. It's opening that portal to the higher consciousness and 
in the link with the um, the creator and, um, and and learning that frequency has nothing to do with pitch with volume with with rhythm with anything it's 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 a, it's an energetic mm-hmm. and and when you when you are into and surrounded by that 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 frequency the other frequencies that that are possible it's like floating in ambiotic fluid Mm-hmm. It's so it's true. it's like being taken to another place and rebirthing yourself on another level, which yeah. is fascinating. Right, it's regeneration. You know, that's an old Atlantean technique, if you ask me. So that's you're looking at cellular regeneration through frequency and harmonics, and it's always about that. You know, setting the intent. You can change your vibration through your intent. You know this through meditation, and you know most people don't realize that they can alter the reality. So not just the reality, but their their health, their their well being. They can change everything. They can heal their bodies, but they've never been taught how to do that, and everybody's discouraged them. I mean, as far as the mainstream propaganda goes. So, sure. And yeah. well, why would science want you to discover that? Right. Oh, yeah, because the pharmaceuticals want to make some money off of you instead. You're going to so. send, you know, a whole you know industry out of business. I mean, it's not only that, but probably cigarettes and pharmaceuticals and all sorts of other things. And why would the government want you to discover that? Because then you don't have to have them. Right. Well, you know, it's so weird. They, I think it's such a codependent relationship that's it's almost like a bad marriage. You know, I look at the I look at the corporate government, which is a corporation, as, as just a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to divorce it at some point in the continuum because we can't keep growing and evolving unless we let go. And they need to let go, too. So I don't know how this is going to end for anybody, quite honestly. It's, it's going to be very interesting because they're unwilling to let go. They can't stand the idea of people ascending through consciousness. They're doing everything in their power to control, manipulate, and bring down the mass collective. So um, well, they're doing just, a great job. Yeah, they have, and the people are actually wanting it. There's there's people out there that actually do like that relationship and do want to be part of that. And for me, I'm like, you know what? I just want to explore the multiverse. I want to take my body with myself and just go and have fun and, and to new frontiers. You know, like Star Trek. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm serious. It's it's just about expansion and consciousness, but going to new worlds that are more ascended and and evolved. So I don't. I just. I don't know. I'm impatient when it comes to certain things, but (laughs) how many centuries does it take, Barbara? Think about how many lifetimes people have had on and off planet. And then think about how many levels there are here. And and to what degree do we have to keep doing this stupid little carousel until people actually get it? Right. Well, you know, I, I think that, that, that people who are evolved, people who are, everybody's evolving. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of where you started from. And, and I, I do believe that being a living example of practicing what you what you preach um, is is the only way to teach and and to encourage others to learn to find within themselves that that link that bridge to awareness that that helps that because because everybody's different so everybody is seeking different things on the earth plane at this time. It's, it's not a group effort. It's an individual effort and, and people have to want to make that change and that difference. I mean, I haven't found everything. I'm still looking, I'm still seeking just like everybody else is. And, you know, I don't have all the answers. I I've got lots of questions and and an opinion on everything, but you know, it, it's every time you find an answer, there's another question connected to it. And it's sort of like if if indeed a single conscious thought entity sent out portions of itself across the in, entire landscape, 
in, in order to those pieces to to evolve, to grow, to become so evolved that at some point in time they became a consciousness with a thought that sent that that kind of sent out pieces of itself. You know, it became the ultimate creator of of a universe that it created itself to spread pieces of itself over and over and over. And mm-hmm. and once you become the God, the creator, you don't have everything. Then you have to find out, well, who created me? Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing, you know, when you, not for us, but I'll tell you what, considering where we are and where we come from, and I call us celestial star people, I think that people are going to be very surprised insofar as who created or what created us and what we are actually an extension of, to be honest. I believe we're all hybrids and, and extraterrestrials and, and star bodies myself. But um, yeah. you, know, you, talk, you talk about the self-replication, and I agree with that too, and that's, that reminds me of nanotechnology to some degree, but, but everything is self-replication, and it, it is very, very interesting. Um, to me, it seems like the answers lie in the celestial heritage. That's where we can get mm-hmm. all the answers. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you... If a if you were created by a creator, you have to reflect that and become a creator yourself. And mm-hmm. and it, that doesn't mean you have to create worlds and universes. But the more you create, the more you learn, the more you grow, the further you expand consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's what. And I don't mean Sistine Chapel, Mona Lisa stuff. Just just creating within your your own your own reality whether it's gardening whether it's drawing whether it's writing whether it's mechanics whether it's it's learning new things i mean so long as you're creating you're feeding and fueling that portal to the to to the unknown and to the infinite Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. I always figured out we, we were, well, I was looked at it as we were just here to navigate consciousness and learn how to master consciousness, literally. So I think that's part of it. And then understanding who we are as multidimensional beings, which will, you know, link us up to the right source energy versus man's version. So, but I do think that somebody's gone to an awful lot of effort to deceive the mass collective. And I'd like to know who that unit is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, people can call it Lucifer, Satan, this, that. I don't, I'm not buying it. But I think there's something very insidious that's happened to a point where it's really, really um, tricked the entire world and the mass collective to some degree. I really do. Well, I don't think there's any trust anymore, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, I don't trust the government. I don't, I mean, I won't even get an immunization anymore because I don't trust what's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's concoction. I mean, yeah, I, I <laughs> really... I really believe that that you know by by requiring us to be have inoculations and stuff like that that in many ways I I truly believe that in some way they are inhibiting our reproductive abilities mm-hmm. and yeah. and they're they're culling the population this way. Oh, I think so too. And it's not only through that; it's through GMOs, it's through um, you know aerosols in the air, chemtrails, you know whatever you want to call it, geoengineering. There's also there's all sorts of things that they're doing to to shut down and switch off the DNA. And one thing I do know about the DNA, and very concerning also, is the 5G because that to me is a it's like it will try to fragment the DNA to some degree, which I'm very concerned about. But I think that the consciousness behind the DNA knows how to heal itself. Nonetheless, it's still going to be a problem if you ask me. On an energetic level, it's going to be a problem. There's no doubt about it. Well, in our DNA, we have the ability to replicate a limb that's been taken off. It's just not mm-hmm. switched on. 
Right. I agree. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole beauty of what we are as multidimensional beings. You know, all these people are doing the transhumanism. We don't need all that. We are already those beings. We are already those avatars. I think that's what they're trying to do once again is hijack and redirect the flow of what we are into their version so they can obviously make money and control and manipulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it looks that way. <laughs> I, like, I agree you know. with, I and it's agree not even a conspiracy it's just common sense I mean it's just one plus one you know it's just like we can read these people they're very easy to read their mm-hmm. intent is very easy to read bottom line I, I could think, think of better it, things to do than control people like that but go ahead well you kind of wonder okay so they're out for global domination obviously mm-hmm. but where do they take it after that Exactly. And what's, what's in the future for them? Because I kind of see them as going extinct. I think that they're just, they're a dead end to nowhere. I don't know what it is about them. Um, I hope that they change and shift consciousness, but I don't, I don't know. You know, it's almost like they want to be king of the hill and nobody else can be king of the hill, yet they don't have the capability to be king of the hill or king of the cosmic design. So, Well, they certainly have been working on it for hundreds and hundreds, at least, of years. Right. And, and uh, once they achieve it, you know, I, I, I sometimes think that the Earth is just a big spaceship and mm-hmm. once once somebody who is once somebody is powerful enough it'll take us out of orbit and lord knows where it'll go well i always say that you know it's in my book one million miles to midnight but it's <laughs> it's kind of like that too um there's no doubt about it yeah we're, we're gonna have for a break everybody you're listening to hyperspace here at case digital radio network live at las vegas nevada i'm your host solaris Blue, my incredible guest tonight is barbara delong we'll be right back stay tuned You're listening to Hyperspace, hosted by your mistress of the night, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone. Share the truth and be part of the movement by calling the KCOR hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Give us a call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More with Solaris Blue Raven on the KCOR Digital Radio Network after this, after this, after this, after this, after this, after this. It's Britney, bitch. No, it's Jessica Johns, a.k.a. your favorite Britney fan from Reality Check, wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. The Fenton Files, where it's all connected. You see, whoever controls technology controls the world. Come explore a universe full of possibilities. Every Monday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. The Fenton Files. Go where no other show has gone before. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. Whether it be UFOs, aliens, conspiracies, or even consciousness, your host, Lorian Fenton, has a file for that. The Fenton Files. Your journey to the truth is but a file away. Live, Monday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. The Fenton Files. Incredibly intense. Your truth is just waiting to be discovered. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Why? Anyone? 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 Because they were huddled around the fire, listening to the KCOR Digital Radio Network. 
home for the holiday special. Brilliant! Starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, Christmas Eve, it's commercial-free holiday music. Yes! This Christmas music! It's joyful and triumphant. Our gift to you from the KCOR Digital Radio Network. You're listening to the all-new KCOR, The Core, broadcasting from Las Vegas, Nevada, the entertainment capital of the world. Hell yeah, in a little place called Area 51. Santa's coming to Santa! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him. Hi, it's Jeremy Scott from Into the Paranormal on Saturday nights. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Merry Christmas from the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Woven throughout the universe are keys to a hidden message, awaiting a voice, a voice that can decipher their coded meaning, a cosmic connection to the cosmos. Tune in to the KCOR Digital Radio Network at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern for Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection with astrologers Caroline Lynch and Merlin Wizard. Your weekly astrology reading is but a phone call away. So call Cosmic Connection Sunday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and get your free reading today. Cosmic Connection with Caroline Lynch and Merlin Wizard, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Hi, this is Bo Sinclair from Angels of Liberty. I listen to Solaris Blue Ravens Hyperspace, exclusively on KCOR Digital Radio Network. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Beaming to you the truth at the speed of light. To be on with Solaris, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers, use Skype name KCUR Radio. Magnify the experience by sharing your thoughts worldwide on Twitter using hashtag KCOR. Or converse with other whistleblowers and truth seekers in the live chat at KCORradio.com. Well, that's your choice. And now, the voice of hyperspace, your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Welcome back, everybody, to Hyperspace here at KCOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I am your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My wonderful guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. And Barbara, we're flying through the show, as always, um, <laughs> going pretty quick here. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Riding the waves of uh, cosmic consciousness, I guess. And uh, let's give everybody a rundown as far as how to contact you again and all that wonderful stuff and, and also how to listen to your radio show. Oh, okay. The website is uh, BarbaraDeLong.com. The YouTube channel is Barbara DeLong. Um, and if they want to get a hold of me, they can get a hold of me at my email, which is BarbaraDeLong at gmail.com. See, I make it easy for everybody. Um, and... Uh, the blog talk show is um, I do the I, I do a blog talk show on a pretty regular basis, but I I, I adjust that as far as um, 
as far as the availability of guests. So you can go to Blog Talk and find out which is the next show coming up. And Freedom Slips, I do every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, um, and it's at freedomslips.com. Perfect. And I encourage everybody to tune into your show. And I've been honored to be on your show. And I love having you on mine. And it's, it's a great show you have over there. So, yeah, tune in, everybody. And also check out the website. It's a fantastic website. You know, we have so many different conversations. We can go into so many different areas. That's what I love when I interview you is uh, we can just go into the multi-layers and multi-dimensional space. And and I'd like your opinion. I know you were doing some remote viewing. And, and, and let us know what's going on with that. And so far as um, you were doing some remote viewing with Bill Brown and the group and, and where that's heading right now. Um, yeah, we, um, he's, he's an archeologist and he spends six months of the year on the Giza plateau and, uh, he's done ground penetrating radar and he's done a lot of things. And, uh, I had him on the show and we were talking about the Giza plateau and he was saying, well, I've got sites that are marked out that, you know, I may have to, I may want to, um, excavate, but, um, you know, and I'd be happy to give out anybody a map for these places if they want to go and stand on the places and see if, you know, they feel the energy and everything. And and when we, we went to break and we came back and I said, you know, not everybody is going to be able to do this. Why don't you do remote viewing to those places and just to see what's there? And he spoke with me the next day and he said, oh, you blew my mind. I never thought, can you do remote viewing? And I said, yeah, you do it through meditation. You just take people out of into the astral and then take them to the location and you you guide them into whatever the location is that you're looking for. And so he gave he started we started off with he he gave me several locations and we went into them but every time we went into a location we basically were were um interdimensionally traveling as well so that sometimes we were seeing what was or or what was there and 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 it was it was really fascinating and and so we we kind of walked away from the Giza plateau and and we started looking at other areas where there were pyramids we were I was basically hitting pyramids all over the world and so we we did the antarctic we did um so the Japanese pyramids, we did um, Monk's Mound, and um, we have in line to do the, oh, we did the moon, too. Oh, you did do the moon. We did Very the cool. moon. The moon one is there, and, and that um, the link to that is on the front page of my website. It's, you know, remote viewing, and it takes you to the blog, and the blog gives you um, information on the site we were going into. The meditations were usually about 15, 20 minutes long, and then there's a place where you can leave your impressions. So, uh, and and there, I think there are seven or eight um, sites there. I'm going to take people into uh, Gobleki Teki and I think Pumapunka and um, some of the underground um, caves that, that are in. Um, um, Hungary and and that that area of Europe and and kind of take people into other oh we did the the um, the first emperor of China as well went nice. into, went into his tomb and then beneath the tomb into the catacombs that are there so that so that uh, what we were finding was that a lot of areas either a lot of the areas are still tunnel systems that are labyrinths that are still open and still functional mm-hmm, but they're sense. they're functional to other wor- to other world people too so that there there are there are 
and and I think that they actually there there are labyrinths there, but I do think that they're interdimensional ones. Mm-hmm. So that so that especially especially when we went into um, uh, I, I think it was the the first emperor of China's one. There were there were portals in other dimensions that were available. I mean, and and we did we did um, the um, uh, Dr. Sam's pyramids in Bosnia. Oh, Bosnian pyramids, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a cool one. We we literally got to a point in the pyramid in some of the tunnels that we had to leave even the astral body aside and we had to move in another form into another dimension. So mm. they're really cool. And um I, I do have a, a whole list of other places. It's just a matter of getting them up. It's it's because I do give information on the site so people have an awareness as to where we're going. And right. then we go in the meditation and, and I take them there. Yeah, it's beautiful. I know I've been able to participate a few times and I really enjoyed it. So I encourage anybody to reach out to you and contact you and get on a list of some kind next time you do that. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and the meditations are, are there. So you can, you know, do them as often as you like too. Some people do do them a number of different times and you know, get more comfortable with what they're seeing and then, you know, do other, get other things. So it's, it's really, it's been an adventure. And I think the cool thing about it is that in, in regular meditations, you're, you're basically still in, in, in part in your body when you do an, a meditation that takes you out of body, you're doing the meditation from the astral perspective, which is really, it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Did you ever do the Bermuda Triangle? No, not yet. Okay, that's not yet. That's good. I, I think that would be a cool one. What about Area 51? Haven't done that either. Maybe you, that should be on the list, both of those, in my opinion, anyway. That'd be co- cool to check those out. You know? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know, and I, I have a couple of, I have a friend that, that's, whose father was one of the guards at Area 51. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And, and even at his death, he wouldn't talk. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I just talked to Tina Marie about all that stuff. But yeah, she can fill you in on all that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I had a group of people that we um, we remote viewed that area a long time ago. And I'll tell you, the weirdest thing about it was we all got the same data. And none of us were in, like, we weren't trying to get the same information. It was very interesting. So that was about seven, eight years ago, I think. But yeah, I would encourage you to do that and see what you come up with. Yeah, it's it's I, I love the blog for the remote viewing. I just think mm-hmm. that's it's 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 a cool blog. Um it, 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 cool. well and it was it was it was fun to do because I haven't ever done that before. And I think what I'm I'm enjoying my new my new concept, my new philosophy is if I've done it once and did it well, don't do it again. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of um, you know, letting things evolve on their own. And sometimes there's a frustration because sometimes you think you're ready to move forward and the universe doesn't think you're ready to move forward. Uh Yeah. Or you get um, adversaries that show up to try to challenge you from ascending or moving to the next level. I've had that happen in the past. So, yeah, but most of those are government. Most of those are just like the, the, you know, the, the black science departments. Those are the ones that don't want people accessing from what I've experienced. So it hasn't been an off-world species. But, but, you know, I think what I find fascinating is that there's no reason why the truth can't be out there. 
There really is no reason. There are no secrets in the universe. You know, I always said that there are no secrets out there and there's a full lot of Kashik. If people choose to access it, that's their, you know, they can do that with their free will and their consciousness. But it's also tuning in and, and, um, you know, teaching people how to do these things. And that's what I like about what you're doing because you're showing people a pathway to get through these things to a point where they can use their psychic abilities or whatever Mm -hmm. aspects they have, you know. They just don't know how to use their power, if you ask me. Well, no, I I agree. And somebody once said to me, what do your followers think of what you, you know, how you've evolved and what you're doing? And, and I said, you know, I would be horrified to think anybody was following me because I don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't like people following me either. I mean, I kind of know where I'm going, but I don't want to take responsibility for someone else if they don't like where I'm going. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so. it basically, I, I, you know, I will happily help people find in themselves what they are looking for so they can do their own traveling. But, but I, you know, my feet are just as, as much clay as everybody else's are. And, and it's important that people understand that everybody is responsible for their own evolution and their own growth. And, you create your reality by your perspective perspective of it. And, you know, there's so many people out there that say, well, I can't do this. And, and, you know, no, you can't, if that's what you're putting out there, then that's what the universe is giving you. Absolutely. You know, everybody's capable of doing everything. Yep. It's, it's a programming thing. You know, they have to deprogram all that, all the junk and actually reprogram their minds. Exactly. So and hopefully they'll be able to do that. But, you know, an indoctrination program happens at a very young age with kids and, you know, from kindergarten and up, as you well know. So they don't get that opportunity to really understand their own capabilities of manifestation. Really is sad. I mean, yeah, it is. When, when you think of you spend 20, 30 years trying to fit yourself into a mold that people created for you, and then you spend the next 30 to 40 to 50 years trying to break that mold and become the person you were meant to be. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean by there's been an awful lot of play happening here on this world and the illusion. And I think it's time to tear it all down and see it for what it really is. You know, and that's what I like about the veils coming down. You touched on that earlier on in the show, but literally it's about revealing that which has been hidden or deceiving us and, and just showing it and shining the light on these areas that are just, um, you know, noxious to some degree so that we can keep ascending and getting out of it. And also, once we understand that there's so much deception going on, it's much easier to take your power back and, and move on. Oh, yeah. but And, and you know, it's, it's funny because I keep telling people that, that okay, you're seeing a certain amount of, of um, diversity. You're seeing, you're seeing that, that, that what your perception of what you thought was carved in stone is not, and it's crumbling. But... But what it reveals is not the absolute truth. It's just another veil. Right. So so don't be content when, you know, certain people are fired and certain people lose their jobs because the structure that, that all of this that all of this deception is has been created on is is multi-layered. It's like an onion. And and you know, just because one veil falls doesn't mean there's not another veil here. Yep. So so you know, it, it's like with with some of the politicians. You know, they were good guys. They were bad guys. They were good by you know, and and okay. So maybe they get fired. Maybe they get put in jail. But but the people that that were controlling them are still out there. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're small beans compared to what the bigger scenery behind it all. Abs- absolutely. We're yeah. just we're just seeing, you know, we're seeing those that were out there as cat- as as cannon fodder 
falling. Mm-hmm. That's all. We yeah. aren't we aren't seeing you know the depth to which all of this has been created. I mean, look at the founders of this country. They were deists. They weren't. We weren't founded on Judeo-Christian you know belief systems or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were deists. This was an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you 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 think that you know they were noble and and all of that stuff. Now, they they were intellectuals for sure, um, and and a lot of them were Freemasons. And uh, you know, and I don't know what that has to do with with it, but Freemasonry keeps coming into everything. So, oh yeah, well, it's mystery school teaching. If you ask me, it really boils down to the mystery school teachings mm-hmm. because even the Freemasons copy that from the ancient ones. So you're dealing with that, but also you're dealing with a, an infiltration and a distortion because a lot of the Masons, even though they try to do really clear work, or they used to, they got infiltrated. So you have all kinds of stuff going on. It's like a bad coven. I mean, I've seen good witches and bad witches. It, it, depending on the collective, they can become very disastrous, you know? So I don't know. It, it seems to me like it's really how you use the magic, how you use the mystery, how you use consciousness, and, and what you're willing to do to control manipulate the mass collective is really the outcome, you know, in yeah. support of what they're trying to create. And and I I caution everybody to not join groups even if they look like they're the best group in the world don't join yeah be careful it's it's an independent journey i mean there there are people out there that um you know do radio shows on on youtube and stuff that are on there four and five times a day and they they become these people become groupies to them and and yeah. because 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 they have you know a thousand people listening, that that you know the the element of of the glamour and the glory, it's like a vampire. You know mm-hmm. they they can weave this this facade that people think is cool, and if if they if they know your name, then you're important and stuff like that. And if there was initially a message, it's lost. In, in the ego that is created by the attention that is given. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. If I had my way, I'd be under the radar like I used to be before I was pulled into that program. Because <laughs> the only reason I'm doing radio now is because I was pulled into that covert program. I and mean, that kind of pushed me into the, into the whatever, mainstream and the illusion of, but not even mainstream, but just out there. But, but I prefer to be. You've you got know, a message. You've yeah, I do. But I also get what you're saying because, and I've been around hives, I've, I mean hives, but hive collectives and, and covens, and I understand very clearly you have to be really synced up and everybody has to be on the same page or it is a nightmare. And also you bleed through and you get other people's energetic signatures. It gets really sticky. I think people should be very, very careful of what they do with collectives, covens, organizations, et cetera, big time. Yeah. So you have some good points there. You really do. You know, don't, don't follow anyone, cre- you know, hack your own pathway because Absolutely. that's what we're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, certainly there are people who are synchronistically connected and that's great. Share with them. But, but don't, don't create um, a club because, and, and, you know, chat rooms are great, but, but they take on, they take on lives of their own eventually. I mean, I used to know when I had a really good show going because the chat room was quiet and then there were other times where the, there were great recipes that were shared, but, <laughs> but obviously the show wasn't that good. But but um, it, it, it's just, it, it creates a, a gathering place for people who are groupies. Yeah, it seems like that. You know, what's interesting, I always call it a singular consciousness merged with source, I think is really what it boils down to, is who we are as multidimensional beings, but our singular consciousness merged with source. Not to be part of the hive, not that we can't coexist with, as a collective, but we do mm-hmm. have to be independent in our own um, in our own pathway. Well, 
And and the thing is, if if you if you become a a, a group, then everybody becomes has a singular mindset and you lose your individuality and you, you, you lose your own magic because then it's, it's a group energy and, and that, that's really cool. But what happened to the independent pathways that everyone was on? Exactly. And don't you think that that's what they're doing now with iPhones and everything else? They're trying to sync everybody up into that collective versus just being individual and unique. Oh, At yeah. least that's what it seems like to me anyway. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like being weird. I like being different. Oh, you're unique and beautiful and celestial, and, and I'm my own celestial design as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I appreciate uniqueness in everybody. I, I would like to say everybody is unique and individual, but when push comes to shove, the programs that are that are overlaying people are, are creating this hive collective that I don't think is part of anybody's personality. It's almost like having altars. You know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it can be kind of weird. It's almost like a virtual field. And, you know, we talk about avatar consciousness, but then there's their version of an avatar, which is really about the... You know, they're almost like a spinoff of transhumanism. I see that happening more and more. And it's sad because, you know, we grew up where we didn't have the technology. And I I say it all the time on my show. I'm really blessed that I didn't have all that crap inundating me so that I could have my own beautiful design work in my own vibrational frequency Mm -hmm. and not have it to be contaminated by everything that's here now. Because, I mean, we've taken enough hits as adults with these transmissions. So Well, hey, I remember the first TV. I remember when there was only one program on Amazing. There weren't stations. There was, you know, I don't know, Howdy Doody and a couple of other things. And then, then you you saw that the the signal on the thing until the next program may come on in eight hours. And you know, there were maybe four or five shows a day. And yeah. you know, it just um, there weren't computers when I was young. Um, a blessing. There weren't cell phones. I wonder there if we're going to go back, you know, and forget and just let go of all these things and uh, go back to the old ways. What do you think? Well, you know, if our spirit's memory was really available to us, we'd be able to remember the times of the high technology, too. Right. Well, I think we are the high technology, Barbara. I think that it's embedded in our cells and our atoms. I actually think that we are components. We are the devices in our own psyche and consciousness. I think that they're trying to create a version of us through artificial intelligence, their version anyway. That's just my own take on it. But Well, I mean, what? Our, 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 we only use five or six percent of our brain. What do you think the rest of it is for? Exactly. And you know how multidimensional we are and how expanded we can be in consciousness. You can't tell me, I mean, we're capable of phase shifting and bilocating when we modulate our frequency correctly. So Absolutely. once again, this, this place reminds me of a stasis where they're controlling and manipulating the frequencies to such a level. They are scared to death of people phasing off planet. I swear to you, they are. And I guarantee you that it's going to become one of those things where they don't want anybody leaving this world unless it's a, one of the quote unquote wannabe elites or whatever. And I don't call them elites, but uh, whatever they want to call themselves, I think it's going to get to that point where they're going to try to stop people from ascending off planet. Well, I, I personally think that having a great deal of money is is a burden because then you get complacent and apathetic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being hungry and on the edge is the better place to be. Of course, if I had a lot of money, it might change my philosophy just a little bit. But um, I'd be I mean, off I, planet. If I, had, <laughs> I have my fleet of ships and I'd be gone. I tell everybody that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, it, it's, I like it here. I love the interaction with the people here. I really do. Yeah. And, and, and you know, every, every now and then I, f- I feel like I've really helped somebody or I've done something really good. And, you know, I, I, I get a great deal of pleasure from that. So, you know, there's got to be a reason. 
and and every now and then you get a, a fleeting glimpse of it and it's kind of like okay you're on the right path don't panic and you know it's so 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 we keep going and i think that's the excitement of it and and you know, I, I haven't been through what you've been through. I've been very fortunate. I've been very lucky. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I, I didn't really intellectually plan any of my life. I mean, the only reason I became a school teacher was because it was the only profession I could get, get into that didn't require a foreign language. So, um, you know, and, and, and I did teach school for 25 years, but I think the element of teaching I am, I am more enjoying now because it's on a different level and a different, and a subject I happen to adore. Right. Exactly. And you're good at it too. And you are a blessing to a lot of people here, especially on in a world that's very distorted at this point in the continuum. I always like to say God is an astronaut or creator source is an astronaut and we are too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm glad you're enjoying the ride here and I'm happy that you're here and, um, I look forward to more journeys with you, <laughs> but I want to thank you so much. You know, we're almost out of time here in the illusion of space and time on this. I must thank, thank you so much for joining us. It's always such a pleasure to have you on and I hope to have you back soon, of course. And, you know, if I don't talk to you before the holidays, have a wonderful Christmas holiday, whatever you celebrate, enjoy it. Solstice, just have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful um, celebration and, and a happy new year. Oh, to you as well. Well, thank you. And of course, if people want to reach out to you, just go to your website, robertdelong.com and tune into your wonderful show. Right. Well, thank you. Yes. And it's been a pleasure. And everybody, thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks for everybody in chat room over there. And um, wonderful thank you to my incredible producer, Tina Marie, and Station Owner, who makes this network happen. Make sure that you tune in next week. And my special guests will be Space Boy and Sir Lana. They're finally coming over to the show here. And stay tuned for The Grind, only at KCR Digital Radio Network. And, of course, um, everybody have a wonderful, safe weekend. I think we're just about ready to roll out of here. So thank you again, Barbara. It's always a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe out there. Stand by. All right. In three, two, one. You've been listening to Hyperspace. 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 Hosted by Solaris Blue Raven, where the truth is being to you at the speed of light. Live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. For more information on the host of Hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven, please visit her website at nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Once thought a theoretical dimensional anomaly, now a tangible cosmic waveform to the true, true. Hyperspace. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news.